What up, what up, what up, what up, San Antonio, Austin, Waco, Temple, Colleen, people up in the Shaw City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region, and my people down in Laredo, you are tuned in here to the Wednesday edition of the Sports Grind presented by Dos Equis. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, Bartlett spinning the one and twos. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios, and your number to participate is 1-800-707-9760. Again, that is 1-800-707-9760. And if you know what you want to talk about, it is open phone lines. Feel free to give us a call. Anything that we discussed on yesterday's show, if you didn't have the opportunity to call and you couldn't, uh, you can parlay that over to today. And anything that we're discussing on the docket today that you want to weigh in and give your uh, opinion on, we just ask you be patient during the breaks and during the segments and we'll get to the phone calls accordingly also keep in mind if you want to stream the show first of all if you want to follow me on twitter or at me on twitter it's at sports grind and if you want to stream the show live you can always go to the facebook business page of sports grind entertainment llc or you can just go to my personal page and you can leave comments and i'll read those in real time or either i'll respond to them later and if you ever miss any of the shows live you can always go uh, and download the podcast every day monday through sunday by going to sports grind online.com 1-800-707-9760 what's up mr clark ready to rock and roll all right so we've got quite a bit to get to on this hump day on wednesday um we've got the wnba finals that are resuming tonight um both home teams lost <clears throat> over the weekend we'll see if the home teams uh can regain order and tie up the series 1-1. You know, you have the Vegas Knights with the Seattle Storm, and then you have the Connecticut Suns against the defending champions, the Chicago Sky. And I've been really championing the women's game because it's become, I mean, first off in this, doing this in this business, I couldn't, I wouldn't give two minutes of airwaves, two seconds of airwaves from women's basketball, just couldn't. <clears throat> you know, the product's changed. It's gotten better. Um, you know, it's exciting. Um, you know, plus it falls at the perfect time of the calendar of the year. I mean, it's not really competing with the NBA, with the men's. It's not really competing. Football hasn't started yet, college or NFL. So falls at the right time. Um, so you got that resuming tonight. Also, uh, U.S. Open continues to go on. Um, you know, tonight, Serena, can she keep the magic going? You know, she faces the number two player in the world. Um, you know, it's well documented. Her and Venus are playing doubles as well. Uh, but she plays again on the night. I'm pretty sure all Serena's matches are going to be under the lights. You know, I mean, that's not going out on a limb, but I'm pretty sure they're all going to be prime time under lights uh so we'll see if she can keep the magic going or it ends uh tonight also uh what else we got going on we've got uh, college football you know things get going tomorrow and friday or i think friday and then friday and saturday um there might be some games on tomorrow i don't know uh, but it definitely gets going week one, as they say. Last week was week zero, but this is officially, in my opinion, it's always been the start <clears throat> college football. Uh, what you got, Jones? Yeah, you do have some ranked action starting tomorrow. Uh, West Virginia at Pittsburgh, uh, Central Michigan at Oklahoma State. And then uh, you have uh, Wake Forest playing tomorrow as well before you really kick things off for the weekend. Yeah, and, um, you know, speaking of college football, a couple things. Uh, you know, Sark – 
had went ahead and explained why he chose Ewers as a starting quarterback. I want to get into that if we got time before I get out of here. Because really, to me, I mean, I hear him, but I really don't believe too much of it, and I'll let you know why. Uh, but he kind of, you know, met with the media yesterday and kind of answered questions and was asked why he chose him. Uh, definitely want to talk about that. Also, a fun fact. Um, I don't have the exact number, but it's pretty close because uh, I came across to it the other day, but mean to bring it up. Um, everybody knows about the showdown next weekend in Austin with the uh, Big Bad Elephant. There's a game? Yeah, a Big Bad Elephant coming <laughs> in from Tuscaloosa. Big old Tusk. Okay. Probably got the uh, – I mean, if you look at Alabama has two Heisman probably finalists, one on each side of the ball. Um, but they're coming into Austin. And, you know, it started me – because I'm not going to call it a big showdown because it, it, Texas, is, Texas is not deserving of that right now. They're not deserving of yet to be any involved in any game, even if it's Alabama, and saying it's a big showdown. Didn't even qualify for a bowl game last year. All right. But a nice fun fact with Alabama, do you realize, and I don't know how many he's done because I don't think it's that many, and that's the reason why it's controversy. But do you know Nick Saban, the GOAT, do you know I believe he's only won two non-conference road games since he's been at Alabama? I think the number's two. Now think about that. Think about the championships. Think about the SEC championships the national championships and he's only won two road non-conference games i believe so the reason why i'm bringing it up because next weekend's game is a non-conference game and it's on the road it'll be number three at that time but yeah i thought about i was like damn nobody would know that you know, now a lot of people are going to tell you it's because the schedule in hell. You know, they, they always complain, well, he schedules Chattanooga. He doesn't do that. And right after the Iron Bowl. Well, something has to do with schedule. But that's pretty impressive. I mean, you would think that number was a lot more. And I think it's like 2 and 10 or 13 or something like that. But just a food for thought, you know. But you got to take care of week one for I mean, we We speeding, okay. But take care of week one. But week two, that's kind of what it So maybe you got a chance. Maybe you got a chance doubt it but maybe i don't even know what the spread is in that game i guarantee you it's going to be double digits and that's embarrassing there's not the university of texas is too prestiged okay too prestige of a university and a football program to be double digit dogs to anybody but I understand where this is at. Back I, yet, I don't though. care. I understand that, but I'm letting them know and reminding them how far their how far their their asses have fallen off Oh, okay. I think they know. <laughs> I think, you know, I think Burn Orange Nation is very well aware. I mean, of how come far on, man. Off. Earl Campbell rolling around in his grave. All right, I just feel that you know, watch somebody in the new list. Like, he's not dead. What is he talking about? Anyway, but figure just a, just a little just a little nugget there. But it's one of those situations. That's how far they have fallen off. You know. Now speaking of Texas, Big Twelve. Big 12 has entered negotiations for TV rights and TV deals with Fox and ESPN. Okay, that was news this morning. Um, and look, I would like to be a fly on the wall 
in these negotiations when you are the commissioner and you're the heads of the Big 12 and you walk in any any really any commissioner of any conference, but really, especially the Big 12, considering you're losing OU and you're losing Texas, you know, in the next year or two. Um, I would like to be a fly on the wall because I believe these negotiations, since they're both talking to Fox and ESPN, they're both going to share uh, some responsibility, I'm pretty uh, pretty sure, with the Big 12. I believe it's very simple. I believe that Fox, the big dogs that they sent into these meetings to represent the broadcasting company, which is Fox, the big dogs that they sent into these meetings to represent the four-letter network, that makes these decisions, these broadcast decisions. I believe they come in there and say, uh, these are the games we want, and these are the schools you need to go try to get to join your conference. Let's keep it real. It's fair. Let's keep it real, man. This is if you look at the state of where the Big Twelve is, that's a if first of all, they dropped the ball a few years ago, way longer than that, when they let the University of Texas strong arm the whole conference. And, and with this Longhorn Network, they should have been having, there was no unity. They just sat back and said, hey, man, they the big dogs. Let them go do it. Let them get the Longhorn Network. Turn out being pretty much a disaster for the first few years. Didn't know if anybody could get it. You had to be on Grande or something like that. I mean, I didn't give a damn. I didn't want it. But I'm just saying that it was they should have done this years ago, but they let Texas run amok. They let the kid go through Toys R Us and rip up everything in the aisles and destroy everything in the backs and say, this is what we want, mom. You're buying it. Or else I'm going to embarrass you in front of all these people. That's what Texas did. And they've kind of now they're leaving. And I'll tell you, if UCLA and USC is going to cost the Pac-12 about $14 million annually a year in sponsorship and broadcasting stuff by them leaving. I wonder what the hell OU in Texas leaving is going to do to the Big 12. Okay? Now, with that said, you can't make me believe, especially with this conference, this ain't negotiation, man. This is us telling, hey, when are y'all calling Notre Dame? Are y'all going to call them? Would y'all like to, when are y'all going to call them? Um, this is the games we want, but you got to go get these guys or you got to join them. Call it what you want to call it the big 12, the big 10, or, you know, the big zero. We don't give a damn, but this is what you want. You want our money. And that's how it goes on. That's the stage of where we're at in big business, college football. Okay. But we're complaining about kids NIL deals. And there's backroom doors between, you know, stuff that should get you on Capitol Hill. Okay. Bill Gates went for up there for a lot less about 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Right. No longer than that. I was, yeah, that was longer. That was over 20 years ago. I think it was sometime in the midnight. Yeah. When Windows 95 and all that came out. Monopoly. We don't like that in this country. And this is pretty much what the networks and college football is doing. They're doing the realignments. They're telling who to go. Like I told you, Pac-12 has been quiet in a church mouse this whole time since USC and uh, UCLA left. They haven't really said any word, probably because they can't. Because they don't know what the hell they're going to do, and they're trying to scramble to see what's up. 1-800-707-9760. NBA News, you know, reports today says even though that the Knicks gave Barrett an extension, that he could still be possibly moved in the Donovan Mitchell trade to Utah. 
I've followed Danny Ainge's career in the front office for a while. Even followed him when he was playing, you know, with the Celtics. There was something about him. You know, Danny was a scrapper. I remember a young kid watching him put that big-ass ace bandage wrap around his left leg and get out there and play D for Bird and Parrish and them. I've had respect for Ainge. Ainge ain't backing. If he, Ainge wants Barrett, he ain't backing off. I mean, and, and the thing is, the Knicks need this deal way more than Utah. The Knicks need to pull off. They have yet to pull off a big free agency. They've been duped by LeBron, KD, everybody. They haven't pulled out a decent trade like one of those wild guys, an all-star, which a lot of people feel Donald Mitchell is, one of the top 15 players or whatever you want to put them. They need to do this deal. They got to get it. And, and, and Danny Ainge, I'll be shocked if they do a deal with Donovan Mitchell to the Knicks and Barrett, if that's what Ainge want, it ain't part of that. I don't think it's happening. So I damn sure believe those reports on how that's going down. What you got? I think it's more about not winning right now for Utah than it is about acquiring R.J. Barrett even. It just makes a, a contract workable, the money. Well, I can see them because really. Because that's where the, the new deal for Barrett put them out of the running for Donovan Mitchell. Right, but I do think that you mean like on Utah, that's not really the side of the reason why they're really wanting to do it for Barrett. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I, I think that it's more about, lo- again, it's kind of a San Antonio approach here. It's more about losing Donovan Mitchell and getting rid of him so you can lose as more as many games as possible because they've been just accumulating picks. Look at the Gobert deal. Look at what they've what, done with Brooklyn. That's what Danny does, though. Danny did it in Boston. So he did it both. Exactly. But look, I, so it's, I, about, I, it's about accumulating I, losses. Yes and no, because I believe this also. You've got, look, Utah, I don't care if it's Danny Ainge. I don't care if it's Stacey Ainge or whoever. Nobody basically is running to go play in Utah, okay? You know, especially the brothers. I mean, Carl Malone liked to hunt and everything. Carl Malone, you know, hey, okay, exception to the rule. Danny Ainge wants to be competitive too. I think it's important that you get some young pieces to start building with. We don't know what these draft picks are going to be. I believe they want Barrett on the court to have a piece because you take i mean gabara's gone you take donovan mitchell i mean we got san antonio's own jordan clarkson i mean they've been reluctant to turn over the offense to him now maybe if they don't make these moves and jordan stays in utah you know my sources tell me that they could be handing the team over to him and i've got reliable sources when it comes to jordan clarkson down here i don't get out in the streets much but when I do, I know exactly who I need to talk to. But, yeah, man, that, that ain't – so, Knicks, just say bye-bye, man. I wasn't that high on Barrett coming out of Duke. I mean, he had a better year last couple of years. I just thought he missed too many mid-range for me. I, I think that he got hyped a little bit playing alongside of Zion. I, I mean, there's a reason why, you know, that he kind of got overshadowed. But make no mistake about it, he ain't no scrub. I take him in silver and black compared to what the hell they about to try it out here in camp start. Gonna be like major league, maybe at camp and down with the Spurs. Accumulating losses. Fine, man. Call you can dress it up, put a bow on it, call it what you want, man. At the end of the day, there's still jobs well, on the line. They don't want to use the word tanking. Uh, yeah. So it's accumulating. But you know, I think losses. we're getting I think we're getting loosey goosey with the word tanking in professional sport. We're throwing that around with everything. Just because teams are basically not as good to have, we just assume everybody's tanking. We're throwing that term around probably as loosely as they've thrown, they started in the last five years throwing shut down corners. 
in the NFL. Now everybody's if, if you're in the top 15 cornerback in the NFL, you're a shut down corner. I'm sorry, no. I mean, I grew up in the in the era of Mr. Deion Sanders, the GOAT, Rod Woodson, guys like that. I mean, you know, come on. But that I just, you know, tanking, I, I, I don't know. I mean, at the end of the day, you got to win games too. I mean, there are jobs on the line. I mean, in the NBA, we saw one team be, be very open in the last 20 years about tanking, and that was the Philadelphia 76ers, and that didn't really turn out too good for them. Okay, they were trusting the process for a long time. A long time. Also, NFL. Okay, NFL. We've got over and unders today. We finish out the over and unders today. They will end today. We're also going to look at the divisions. We're going to start with the NFC North. I want to start with there and get my predictions on that. So we've got to finish up the over and unders. We'll start with the NFC North and get that going with those predictions. Also, we've got cut day that continues to go on. Want to get updates on any cuts that might go. You got guys coming off the pup list as well also in the National Football League. And again, the one thing when we get back uh, from break that we'll get into, John Gruden, okay, Chucky, has broke his silence, okay? Now, he was at some type of event, podcast had been recorded, but he's at some event promoting something after a year of hiding, and Chucky had broke his silence, and I want to talk about that because I've, I've always had respect for John Gruden as a coach. But even though what he said yesterday, and we'll get into it when we get back, you have to wonder, and I had the question to ask myself, is it worth it, though? Is he worth it based off of what he wants to do? You listen to the Sports Grind presented by Dos Equis. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing. Bartlett's been in the one and twos. We'll be back. Are you ready for a real cocktail? Then crack open a great tasting Zing Zang ready to drink cocktail. Like our Bloody Mary with vodka in a can. It's full strength with 9% alcohol and America's number one Bloody Mary mix. Or try our mango margarita crafted with silver tequila and real mango puree. Unlike those hard seltzers, each can is made with premium spirits and real ingredients. Just like a bartender made it for you. Zing Zang. Always bold, always ready. Go to ZingZang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Official sponsor of the Sports Cry. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special nam and seafood lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Are you moving around the greater San Antonio area? Choose the storage experts. Tiger Moving and Storage. Whether you're moving an office or the whole family, Tiger Moving and Storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient, prompt, and cost-effective service. To learn more and to secure your portable storage container today, go to ChooseTiger.com. Tiger Moving and Storage, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. 
Listen up, San Antonio and Austin. Let me tell you about Stoli Vodka, our new partner. Handcrafted in Latvia, the award-winning Stoli Vodka has held the bar high for quality, combining innovation with century-old traditions to create something both refreshingly modern and exceptionally classic. Uncompromising spirit is the kind of belief that turns players into icons. 100% grain to glass, Stoli Vodka's starting lineup includes the iconic premium cucumber, vanilla, raspberry, and blueberry. If you want to learn more, visit Stoli.com. Stoli Vodka, official sponsor. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, Bartlett's been the one and twos, broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis, and this next segment is going to be sponsored by Stoli Vodka. Established in 1938, keep in mind it's handcrafted in Latvia and the award-winning Stoli Vodka has been held the bar high for quality, combining innovation with century-old traditions to create something both refreshingly modern and exceptionally classic. That is Stoli Vodka, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. 1-800-707-9760. All right, so um, this is the deal. So John Gruden was speaking yesterday and where was he at Jonas he was at the Little Rock Touchdown Club I mean yes Little Rock Touchdown Club in Little Rock Arkansas yes let me okay. pull up my web page here I guess John figures if he gonna come out of hide and might as well do it <clears throat> down there what yeah, so the Little Rock Touchdown Club in Arkansas did a sit-down uh, Paul Gutierrez of ESPN with a story. He was the one being cited everywhere. He's followed the Gruden situation, so he is close to it. Okay. So everybody knows the situation with John Gruden, what took place last year. You know, everything was going good. They were being competitive, winning the games. And then all of a sudden, all hell broke loose. But let's hear. You got the audio from yesterday. Let's take a, a listen to Chucky. Two seconds. Okay, slow now. Very interesting to me. Um, him making his appearance, though, in this setting. But now that kind of knowing kind of what his objectives was and kind of what he said kind of makes sense to me. But it, came, it comes up with the question that I had based off of what he's doing is if he wants to, if, if it's really even worth it when we talk about John Gruden and John Gruden is a guy that I've always had respect for uh, as a coach, but let's hear what John has to say. I'm not going to uh, uh, say anything, but honest things here. I'm ashamed about uh, what has uh, come about in these emails and I'll make no uh, excuses for it. It's just, it's, it's shameful, but uh, I am a good person. I believe that. I, I'm, I, I go to church. I've been married for 31 years. i got three great boys. I still love football. I've made some mistakes, but I don't think anybody else in here hasn't. Uh, and I just ask for forgiveness, and hopefully I get another shot. You know, I've heard that probably. That's probably at least my fifth time hearing that already. And the more I listen to it, the more I do feel like this was kind of staged, per se in regards to how he said it and what he set up and how this was set up. And first off, uh, you know, he get, cause he, I mean, you got to really see the video. Does it uh, just hearing, you got to see the video. Cause he's, he does this thing. You know, John is animated, especially when he was in the booth with Monday night. He's like, Oh, Oh, Hey, but you know, I'm like, man, we ain't talking about why space triple banana, whatever play that is. Why spider white banana. This is, this is you. 
picking a perfect time in a perfect town to come out of hiding. He also goes, hey, trying to sell itself to us again. Hey, I, I go to church. I'm like, John, I, I, I mean, John, you go to church. Look, man, there's preachers in the pulpit that's in the clubs on Friday and Saturday that's backsliding before they get in the pulpit on Sunday. What do they got to mean? Oh, I go to church. Okay. Go look at Cruffalo Dollar. Took all the offerings and everything from the people at church down in ATL. And next thing you know, he was getting 8.5 mansion bill. Okay. I know people say, why you got to bring that up? That's black on black crime. Hey, hey, you know, we got our own Joe Olsteins in our community that's making big dough. That's riding on jets, too. So, John, what? go to church. I'm married for 30 years. Okay. Got kids. All right. We knew that, John. But to me, it's the cockiness of him to an extent to know you are suing the league. You're suing the league, and we know how that played out for Colin Kaepernick, but you're suing the league, and you have the guts and the courage to sit there and pretty much openly for the first time publicly beg for another shot in the National Football League. That tells you right there, and I've always liked Chucky, but that tells you right there the reason why the Tom Brady trade got vetoed because Chucky's got a big ass ego. And that's why he told him like you, Tom, no, thanks. I'm not dealing with this. It's going to be my way. Or the highway. Yeah. He can come down. He's going to do it my way. Call my place. Nope. Okay. We'll keep it moving to have the galls and the apple sack and the cojones to sit there and say, Hey, I know I got this lawsuit and I'm going to air dirty laundry but I really would like another chance. What you got? Okay. I, I don't want to have a double standard here, though. Brian Flores also has a lawsuit against the NFL and got a job. Maybe that's where Gruden's looking at this like, hey, if you're going to take Brian Flores and he aired dirty laundry, yeah, but talks about being paid to nah, lose, puts this, an owner out there. This, these ain't... Uh, this, these, I don't think these, it's as cut and dry the, like that. It's what he the, went down for. As these, to why these are two. Di- these are two different lawsuits, man. One and John, he's coming at the throat of the owners in the National Football. He wants to go to Kashi Six Nine on the whole NFL on the stand. The Brian Flores is really basically what has been known and what the mystique is about the hiring process of minorities in the National Football League, and pretty much they got caught with their hand in the cookie jar on how they handle some of their interviews, which if you follow the league business watch as much as I had, I've already, I mean, that wasn't news to me. Yeah. There's some guys that already got jobs before they're even, you got to go through the process. You got to put on the dog and pony show, two different lawsuits. I see what you're trying to say, but they're two different things. And not only that, I mean, it's, it's one of those things that, Hey, who's Mike Tomlin rode for Florida. Okay. Gave him a job. Yeah. He was he was Cuban, good and and boys in the hood in the back car before he took before he told Doy Boy, like, let me out the car, man. Let me out. Mike Tomlin said, I'm gonna ride with this brother. I hire him. And not only that, we the we invented the Rooney. We're the Rooney, the Rooney rules. We the one that tried to bring the light to the minority hiring process. And this climate we in right now, who the hell riding with John? 
Who gonna ride with John? Because now you gonna have you could have African Americans on your ass. He he offended the LGBT, the, the the gay community. I mean, he scorched the earth. The only thing he didn't really touch the women. He he hit the women. The only thing he didn't touch was white males. That's the only thing he didn't he didn't call him bus. Who the hell is gonna put him in the car? Want to ride him? Ride shotgun and and go riding and, and load up the clips for John Gruden. I don't know about that. And that's the reason why I'm bringing this up is because is it worth it? Because I've always had respect of him as a coach. But if you look at it, John Gruden is like two games above 500. Like he's like 132 and 130 or something his whole career in coaching. It's a lot of under 500, you know, games, even though I've had to, I've been in arguments when it comes to that. I'll be like, hey, man, John Gruden, I wasn't the one running. Say, hey, man, that was Tony Dungy's team. He won the Super Bowl with that, even though that that was the case. But I always go back like, look, Tampa under Tony lights out, man. Brooks defense, you know, Barber, uh, Lynch, but they can only score six points under Dungy. That was the whole reason why, you know, Gruden came in as the offensive guy. But even I've defended, but I'm looking back like, okay, is it even worth any owner? Do you have that good a resume to even have an owner roll the dice and take the heat from all these different communities that you've offended to bring you on and coach? I want to flip the script here for a second. A similar situation in the NBA with Mark Jackson made homophobic remarks has has been blackballed from being a, a coach in the NBA. Who gets a job first? Is Mark Jackson what he did as egregious as Gruden? Yeah. It's just not as fresh. As who? Mark Jackson. Oh, you're talking about Mark Jackson, NBA Mark That's Jackson? That's what I'm, yes. The well, there's always. Is because it's the, they're, they're. But that they're, hasn't really been proved. That's been a myth about Mark Jackson. People feel like he's blackballed because of his, and I can't even remember what exactly said, but his comments about the gay community and then the, the Golden State Warriors, they're like right under the owner, their president, team president is gay. So a lot of people feel that that is why Mark hasn't gotten another job. So I don't know. across really the NBA. That. Look, I'm, look, no I'm, other team. Has touched Mark this, Jackson since. And I think that's a travesty because Mark Jackson, what he's done for Golden State, I mean, I give a lot of love. Everybody knows how I feel about Steve Kerr. I think he's the best coach in basketball. And I've been saying that even before he brought this team back to win a title. But right here, I want to go to David Rodriguez, who's, who's checking in at Facebook Live. And he says, you're talking about John Gruden, yet okay with Watson sexually assaulting women. It's okay with Mark Jackson. Look, let me just stick with that because that's when I, when did I say I was okay with that? David, the problem is I never really believed it and still don't really believe it that he sexually assaulted a lot of those women. I think that he's stupid for putting himself in that position. I do believe that basically he made some women feel uncomfortable, but there's no crime charges on that. He's yet to be put in handcuffs. He's only suspended 11 games because you've got a lot of white male owners that own the team and that are pissed that Haslam gave that dude 250 million guaranteed. That is the reason why we are 24 hours away from the deadline of Lamar Jackson, and he hasn't got paid because he wants guaranteed money. You know why? Because Deshaun's ass got it. 
That's why he's got 11. He ain't got 11 games because of crime, because he was charged with crime. He was going to get those six. He's got 11 because owners emailed Goodell and got pissed and said, I'll be damned. Has him screwed this up for us? He's screwing up the money in the cap situation and guarantee money. Sit his ass out for 11. They looked at that schedule the same way we did when it came out. Well, man, the NFL did some favors for Browns. They got this, this. He comes right back for the Ravens game. Owners got a wing of that. Nah, it ain't happening, Goodell. He works for them. So I'm not I never said it was okay. I just never rushed to buy into the fact that he really did that. I believe the Houston Texans, which I'm still waiting on their fine and their draft picks because they settled with those women, too. I believe that if Deshaun Watson wanted to stay in Houston, we would have never known about his fetish because that's what he was. He had a fetish. He's got a fetish of flying women in to give him massages while he lays with the washcloth towel right there. Washcloth, not a bad towel. Deshaun was requesting a washcloth. If he doesn't say he wants out of Texas, we don't even know about this. And he's still a Texan. It was fishy from the get-go, but he put himself in that situation. So got to go ahead and correct you on that, David, Mr. Rodriguez. Thank you for checking in and, and opinionating on Facebook Live. I mean, I don't, you don't have to agree with me. I mean, you can call me out on some transgressions. Hey, wait, Calvin, I thought just don't be disrespectful. We good. You know, I, don't, I mean, I don't think I'm right about everything all the time. Maybe 90% of the time, and that's a big that's a That's a damn clip, good clip for, for, this, for this market. Bar's not set that high. When it comes to sports knowledge and really telling you what without playing, you know, this and that. But thank you for the feedback, though. Thank you for the feedback. See, I can see that. See, I might have slipped on that one at the old studio. I could have slipped on that and not seen because now I can see and have to reply to that later. Next thing you know, I'm replying to him. David Rodriguez at eight o'clock at night while I'm trying to watch the game and might have a few dope beverages. And man, I'm trying to go back at him. Now I can see it in real time. It's got home field advantage, and I can reply Hazel to that. Sky Studios. Yeah, so anyway, I digress. But is it worth it, though? Is it worth it to stick this? Because to me, I think he's got to go the college route. I think he's done in the NFL. Because first of all, this is a young man's game. And this is a game that is changing the way it's called offensively and the style of football. John Gruden is from a different era. That's why I don't even know if it's worth it. And I've always liked John Gruden. But he's got a lawsuit against the NFL, and I really don't think anybody wants to touch it. Now, Bill Belichick gets himself caught in this, and he's the guy sitting at this convention, wherever the hell John was at last night. Somebody going to sit there and say, hey, man, you know what? Some of that stuff he was saying was right, man. That's what, what they're going to say, and Bill got another job. Bill got six of them things, and two is a defensive coordinator. So it, it's, I think John's a good coach, but he's going to have to go college. You can see he's hurt. You can see that he really misses football. But he's been humbled. I mean, this is it. And like I said, that, the more I listened to that, that sounded staged. That sounded like we're going to do this nice setting, you know, this and that. You know? he, he knew that question was coming. Yeah, it was on yeah, stage. That's, that's why he was even speaking at the engagement, I'm sure. He was in Arkansas. He was at home field advantage there. Like, you really want to be remorseful? You could have made this speech. Go to the Gay Pride Month and make the speech there. Go to, go, go to the, you know, uh, do that from 
from from Atlanta or something. Go to the NAACP meeting or something and say, hey, man. Because that's what some of them do to try to get in good graces. And let me, when they do that, trust me, Jesse and Al Sharpton, there's a check behind it. They'll come and say, are oh, you all right? He's all right. We all make mistakes. He's our brother, too. That was staged, man. And I don't even know if John's worth it. 1-800-707-9760. Also, NFL, uh, let's see what we got. We got to get to some um, over and unders because I do want to talk about a division, the North, uh, today as we inch closer to getting week one underway. Um, we had, let's see who we got on the docket today for our over and unders. Let's see. We've got, um, who we got, Jonas? We got Seattle, mm-hmm. Tampa Bay, Tennessee. And Washington. Washington. Didn't we do Seattle yesterday? No. We didn't do Seattle yesterday? Nope. We left off with San Francisco. Okay. All right. Alphabetical order. Okay. I'll take your word for it. You got a better memory of some stuff than I do. Um, Before we get into that, though, a couple other notes as well, too, uh, National Football League-wise. Troy Aikman, you know, he came out and spoke today. Oh, I think it was the other day <clears throat> he was doing the interview podcast. He pretty much said that he left Fox based off. There was really another. There wasn't an offer that they were wanting to offer him that he felt was fair market value in regards to moving on. He said it's kind of like a sad situation because he's like, hey, if y'all ain't going to give me what I want, then give me an opportunity to opt out. And he said he started getting offers. Um, also, the reason why I bring this up is because it also lets you know. It goes in along the lines of what I was telling y'all first segment about how I believe college negotiations are going on with networks now. These realignment, they're being told what who they need and what they want. And we're paying this. This is what we want. I'd do it if I was in networks. If I'm paying out billions of dollars, what do you think you don't give me Rutgers and so and so at twelve o'clock, six o'clock? No. Um with Troy coming out and saying this, this also lets me know you think about how good. Troy Aikman and Buck has been at their job and how long they've done it and how many games they've called. They've called a few Super Bowls. And that's Troy Aikman, three-time Super Bowl champion. Could never throw a wet football, but three-time world champion. What that tells me is the networks, he said the first time that he heard from his boss through negotiation, he said it wasn't really a negotiation. It was like, this is going to be the offer, and they wouldn't really listen. And he said he didn't hear from his boss. The only time he heard from his boss is when his boss called him to congratulate him on the four-letter network deal. You know what that tells me? That tells me, again, how cutthroat the industry could be because at the end of the day, they knew they wanted the next new thing in Tom Brady. Yeah, Troy, when we went and got you, you came out of the Cowboys dynasty. You got three. But we want to go after that TB12. He's younger. And that's Tom Brady. And we've got a whole other generation that grew up on Tom Brady. Sorry. Good luck. Brutal. Brutal. Just nasty. That's the entertainment business, though. That's the broadcast. I mean, it's it's one of those that you could just sit there and say, what? That's Troy Aikman. Yeah, but they wanted Tom. They wanted Tom. And they got him. And you, you, you can't blame him. Kids growing up today, I mean, they, they only know Aikman as an announcer. Yeah. You just age out. 
Well, you, you can't communicate. You can't share experiences. You can't share locker room stories. You can't share. You know, oh, I remember this one, and 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 you're and you're talking about a game that somebody grew up with. Yeah, but then you know, then we're actually moving away then from the John Madden eras because I didn't know. We I really I, are. John, I didn't know John Madden coaching football. I knew him play by play before he even released the video games. There but were I didn't four I, networks yeah. and four ways to watch games yeah. at that point. But look how long John Pat Summerall stayed in it. I hate that we really go into a place that some of our longevity greats can't ride it out just because we switch in generational stuff. That's just ridiculous. See, it's about you young people. You it's generation now. and all you young people, man, got that microwave mentality, man. That's what's going on with this country right now, man. All this just young just ain't got no discipline nowhere no more. Always want things like this. Listen to the sports grind presented by Dosecchi's. We'll be back.